Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Check it out. It is cloud-based access to 21 videos for commercial agent training, and it's for experienced commercial brokers. Check it out. CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Dot com. Well, we have a fun show for you today. You know, drone use has, has been happening for a long time, but it's really been elevated over the last few years. So we're going to talk about some of the uses that commercial real estate folks are uh, utilizing drones for. We're going to talk about some of the latest technology uh, and what you can do with these drones these days. We're also going to talk about the legal requirements of, of the drones and what to watch out for if you're using a drone or you're engaging someone to do some drone footage for you, some things that you really need to make sure you know if you're in the commercial real estate business and also some training opportunities uh, around drones. Please welcome my guest. It's Lamar Ellis. He's president of Drone Education Services and here in Studio One. Lamar, thanks for being with us. Hey, thank you, Michael. So glad to be here. Well, thanks. And, and as I mentioned in the opening here, I'd like to talk about some of the uh, uses that you're seeing folks uh, use drones for because, you know, I'm a commercial real estate broker and I think about, you know, one of the main things we use them for is, is marketing, right? Uh, showing buildings for lease and for sale and uh, giving great footage. But uh, uh, that's not uh, all the uses that they're being used for, is it? No, but it, but the real estate brokers were the first to take advantage of it and they really introduced it to the market. Uh, you've got not only uh, marketing, but you've got valuation, you've got construction, you've got insurance, architecture, litigation, uh, property management, uh, and those are just a, a taste of what they're using drones for in the real estate side. Yeah, and one thing that uh, we see uh, drones used for uh, is inspections, right? Can you give us some examples of what you're seeing there? Well, yesterday I actually got to do an inspection of uh, the control tower at Hartsville-Jackson International Airport. They were looking for water leaks and they couldn't determine where the water leaks were so they hired a five by five uh, drone company out of arkansas and brian alexander flew it and my affiliation with aevsi allowed me to go out there and observe the operation it was uh it was quite unique they had to shut down a couple of runways for it wow yeah that's that's incredible and um what about uh, some of the uh, requirements? Uh, let's talk about uh, licenses, because if we're going to engage someone to to do drone footage or obviously do it ourselves, what's required legally? That's a great question. Uh, you have to have a certification, and a certification is basically a certificate that allows you to be able to use a drone for commercial purposes. And if you're using a drone for any kind of inspection that uh, aids in a business, then that is a commercial use. And so the operator has to have at what is called a Part 107 commercial certification. And the drone needs to be registered uh, commercially. So it uh, 
But the real rub on all of this is that just because you can pass an exam does not mean that you can fly the drone. And yeah. so, well, that's kind of like the real estate license, right? You get a real estate license doesn't exactly. mean you can do commercial real estate brokerage at all. Exactly, that's terrible. So, where does someone register their drone, and where does someone get the uh, certification they need the license? The best source is uh, the FAA. The FAA has got a website. It's uh, UAS, uh, which stands for Unmanned Aircraft Services. And you go into that site and it uh, has links that will take you to certifying, getting the certifications or and also learning about uh, some of the operational rules that are involved. It is also the best source for registering your drone. Uh, and you have to have your drone registered whether you fly commercially or recreationally. Oh, really? Yes. All right. So even if you're just playing with one in your backyard, it's supposed to be registered. Well, let me let me go back. Okay. If it re- meets a certain weight okay. limit for recreational, it has to. If it's over uh, 0.55 pounds, but the best description I've heard is that if it weighs over two sticks of butter, then you <laughs> need to get it registered. Now, for the uh, commercial, no, regardless of the weight, you have to have it uh, registered. Okay, and you know, someone might, uh, I guess register their drone right so they're legal there but maybe they don't have the the license required and they're out you know filming their filming their boat uh their friend's boat going (laughs) is that okay yeah it's it's great you know you can fly commercial uh recreationally all you want but let's say your buddy goes and takes that footage and throws it online and wants to sell his boat well now you've kind of crossed over to the realm of a commercial business. So if you do anything that aids yourself or aids somebody else in business, then that's a commercial use. Well, wow. and uh, who's enforcing that? How's it enforced? Uh, I, the FAA is trying to get the enforcement arm up and running. And uh, so they're looking at YouTubes, they're looking at listings on MLS and Zillow and things of that nature to see, you know, uh, where these properties are uh, and what's really getting some of these pilots um, in trouble is they might be too close to an airport and didn't receive authorization to fly with inside that airspace Hmm. or flying too high or something. How about the uh, technology of the drones? Because I thought some of these drones, the technology was such that it, it would, the drone itself would know it not to fly in those areas. Is that not the case? It depends on the brand that you're using. Okay. Um, I fly both a DJI drone and an Autel drone. DJI has what's called geofencing. And geofencing is that if it's in a restricted area or in airspace that I'm not allowed to fly in, it will either give me a warning or will not allow me to fly. My Autel assumes that I know what I'm doing and that I have checked the airspaces to figure out the clearances that I'm going into. Wow. What is some of the other technology that's uh, more recent in drones that might surprise people? Well, uh, the use of LIDAR. Uh, that's laser detection. And so what LIDAR does is it gives you accurate measurements. And so now they're using drones to uh, look at uh, uh, properties so that you can see the undulations of the hills so for development and things of that nature. And it can actually penetrate the trees. And then they mix that with photogrammetry, which is actually pictures. And so you get an actual picture of what you're looking at, plus you can get the measurements from it and uh, get other useful information that you can use. And a lot of our, uh, well, most all of our listeners are in, in commercial real estate in some form or fashion. And 
Um, you said that uh, earlier we were talking that even tax assessors are using them. How are they using them? They've actually been doing test studies. Uh, one of the things that's really kind of been a knock on the drone market is the privacy infringement and security concerns that people have. And those are being worked out in the course. But if you look at your cell phone, you give far more information away on your cell phone than a drone could ever capture from the skies. But tax assessors are utilizing these because they are, are realizing that they can cover more properties. And with government personnel being uh, more limited in the amount of, of workers that are available, and the fact that they can only traverse maybe four or five, six properties within an hour where a drone could cover over a hundred if, if necessary, you can get far better information and uh, data to utilize. And it's really hard to argue in court if you put the pool in your backyard and didn't get it permitted and it's showing up on the drone photograph, uh, then, you know, preventing the assessor from getting into your backyard. Interesting. So. so you might see a drone flying over your backyard and, and it might be the tax assessor. <laughs> it might be whomever, right? I'm sure we'll get we'll get in uh, prior notification that that's going on. But yes. Yeah. Great. And, and you were recently uh, at an event where uh, there was some uh, great technology and examples of drone use. Tell us something, something there. Last week, uh, I was uh, one of the hosts at a event down in the at the Georgia Public Safety Training Center in Forsyth, Georgia. And we did an event called Power and Public Safety. We had 12 drone companies come in uh, and they, this was one of the very first scenarios where we actually had live demonstrations. So we did right-of-way inspections, we did uh, a power substation inspection, uh, water tower, cell tower, search and rescue we even sank an automobile in the lake and had an underwater drone go out there and locate it using sonar technology we even were fortunate enough to um down at uh, gypstick uh they actually lit a building on fire and we actually had three different types of drones we had dji autel and parrot up in the air at the same time showcasing their abilities to help the firefighters enter the building safely and identify where the hot spots were to take care of the fire. Wow. And so the that's awesome. And so the drone that was helping with the car underwater, was that flying in the air using some sort of sonar or what? No, it was called a deep tracker. Okay. And it actually, they put it into the lake and uh, it used sonar to be able to, to find the car, which was hidden behind one of the uh, drainage culverts which was really interesting and uh, for an underwater drone they actually have to have it on a tether okay because you cannot send signals through the water oh really yes interesting yeah 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 i wouldn't have uh, thought that what are some other uh uses that people are using these drones for that that might surprise people well in construction scope of work uh allocation of resources is the work being done and actually they are discovering that um, on commercial development sites they can actually uh, figure out how to finish up a site a little bit earlier before time of construction was generally planned to be completed because they are able to assess what's going on and uh, reallocate their resources to the proper areas Um, you've got insurance uh, they're taking baseline assessments of properties. You know, imagine this, the, the hurricane that came through South Florida, 
Well, some of those homes were actually lo looked at through drone technology before the storm. And so what happens is the insurance agent can go out there, fly the property, and possibly expedite the claims a lot faster and get a better assessment of what's going on at the site. Interesting. And they're going to the site and, and flying the drone there, right? Correct. Right. Correct. Interesting. Because some of this uh, technology is leading to more kind of um, – uh, unmanned uh, crews, right? And what's it called now? So uncrewed. Uncrewed. It's yes, not unmanned. Sir. We got to yeah. be, you know. Well, AUVSI stands for the Association for Uncrewed Vehicle Systems International, and they changed their name this year from unmanned to uncrewed. Mm -hmm. so that's uh, and that just means that there's nobody on board the craft that is steering or driving the craft. Yeah, yeah. And what? Uh, is changing in construction and design of, of new buildings with this drone and, and, and uncrewed uh, vehicles going, <laughs> well, growing? They're already starting to plan for the future. And the future is, is that we'll have uncrewed uh, vehicles on the roads that will be taking people to and from work or to and from shopping, uh, similar to what Uber and Lyft are doing today. And so now they're already starting to, how do they re- um, do their parking decks. And so parking decks used to be elevated. And so now we're starting to see parking decks being built flat so that they can be repurposed in the future. Hmm. So the, uh, the ramps going up to the next level will be your staircases, elevator system, storage units. Yeah. Uh, you've also got um, road systems can now be smaller so that you can have more green communities in city and urban environments. And even in an urban environment, think about the garage. Well, uh, if there's no need for having an automobile to transport you back and forth, then uh, that garage becomes now extra space that can be utilized for some other feature in your home. Yeah, well, that's interesting. So uh, you mentioned uh, Uber, and I, I use Uber in the city, but uh, I was in North Georgia in the mountains, and uh, somebody said, well, let's get an Uber, and they <laughs> said, well, up here, it's not uh, Uber, Michael. It's called Goober up here. <laughs> we, we call to get around. And and you mentioned, hey, the, the license uh, doesn't really sh share with you, you know, how to how to use a drone and how to fly it. Uh, tell us about the education uh, that can, that is out there at Drone Education Services and elsewhere. Well, actually, I do two training, uh, and, but that is uh, one of those things that I have noticed over the years. Some people are far better at flying the drone immediately by picking it up and some should never ever touch a drone. <laughs> uh, I've actually had some yeah. some people I know that have crashed my drones into trees and you would have thought, oh my gosh, they would be the best pilot in the world because they actually fly commercial aircraft. Oh. And then, uh, you know, but it find a good place to uh, fly uh, and it's just a ability of just basically just keep repeating the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. I uh, I play music. It's just similar to playing music. Mm -hmm. You don't just pick up a guitar and start playing it. You have to learn the chords and then mm -hmm. gently strum, and then you go to the next one. And so that's mm -hmm. kind of how flying is. Mm -hmm. You learn a maneuver, and then you move to another maneuver, and you add complexity as you go along. Yeah. Yeah, and that's important. I um, Years ago, I, I had a drone. I was flying it, and I was – uh, doing a video of a, a nice medical building and I thought well I, I know how to do this, this is great you know this and then all of a sudden the drone just took a life of its own maybe this was early you know technology yeah. and it just took off sideways and hit the building 
and the building was open. There were people going in and out, and I'm like, all right, this is terrible. I, I right. got, it. I can't do this. Right? That's why hiring an experienced pilot yeah. is necessary. And also, you know, on some of these job sites that I'm on, mm-hmm. I'll actually give a warning or at least express to the employees that, hey, there's a drone that's going to be flown, and I try to put it into a position to where it's not going to impact anybody if it were to go on its own path mm-hmm. or if it were to crash into a parking lot i don't want to hit a car out there if someone uh owns a building or they're in our in our industry and they're hired someone to do drone footage uh wh- what are some tips there well they've got you've got basically two types of companies out there you've got those that are the professional companies that know what they're doing and they've got the equipment to do it and then you've got the companies that basically have bought the equipment and are trying to figure it out as they go along. And so the, you've got YouTube, you've got social media that actually has, is the best resource. And you can go through the social media and discover you know, uh, previous applications and things that they've done to showcase the, their work. But I always suggest that when you get that pilot, you ask them to see if their certifications, their drone registrations and insurance. Oh, all three, Yeah, and, and get that in your file. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah. if they're a professional, uh, then they'll be willing, obviously have that and be willing to, to share it and put it in your file. Yeah, they probably can disclose it immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I like your example of, of flying it, uh, maybe recreational, to, to film your boat running down and around <laughs> exactly. the, down the lake. And then, but then as soon as you put that online on to, uh, Maybe sell your boat one day because that's supposed to be the happiest day of a boater's life, right? The day he buys and sells it. <laughs> Not for me. I like owning my boat. But uh, uh, so you, you still have to have the uh, – if that happens, you could get in trouble there, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and that has happened to yeah. individuals. They, you know, a uh, drone operator to try to get their experience and maybe build up their demo reel, which mm-hmm. is uh, properties they've flown well, offer freebies to their friends and their relatives, and their friends and relatives could possibly utilize that footage. And it's happened in the past, and throw it online and say, "Hey, we sell blueberries here at the the blueberry farms and yeah. things of that nature." So, if uh, one of our listeners or viewers uh, wants to be uh, a, a trained drone pilot, mm-hmm. um, and they want to buy a, a drone, and they want to get it registered, and they want to get their certification, then when they get some training. Uh, from you or somewhere else to learn how to how to how to fly it. Uh, you mentioned a couple uh, brands and types. Uh, what would you recommend as as potential drones to purchase? That's a hard one uh, because now uh, and I don't really want to go too deep into it. But the uh, U.S. is uh, the DOD, the Department of Defense, has come out with what they call blue drones, and those are drones that um, are all American made. Now my DJI is now on band for uh, government use because uh, the technology has been sending what I see to China, possibly. Uh, But the Chinese are phenomenal at making the transistor components to the drones. And so what they did was they adopted a list of... um, approved providers and DJI is actually the first that has hit the list as and where do you get that list uh you can go to uh you can look it up online 
but uh, this is a, one of those issues that is in major discussion right now um, because it is you've got a lot of drone companies that are out there that are utilizing parts from other countries that want to be on the blue list. So it's all in negotiation. I don't want to overstep because it's really kind of a brand new thing that's that's on the market. Um, like I said, that's the, one of the reasons why I fly in Autel. It's not on the list, but it does have Chinese parts. And it's a, a blue list? Yeah. Well, it's it, it, it's uh, the – yeah, it's a blue list. <laughs> blue list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Well, Lamar, what would you leave our audience with to uh, think about uh, moving forward about uh, drones or hiring people with drones or using them? Well – whether you fly them or you hire somebody, you need to learn that uh, the drone operator has to know what he's doing. And so there are, there are checks and balances. And if you hire somebody that's doing it wrong, then, you know, the chances are that it could come back to you that uh, in the future. Now, as far as uh, recommended drones and things of that nature, there's so much, the technology is growing. And I, uh, co-hosted another thing last year uh and so the technology i saw this year compared to last year there's such an exponential growth and it is actually kind of scary at how these drones are now being able to do their stuff with ai artificial intelligence they can fly themselves excellent yeah (laughs) that sounds good uh you know just tell it what to do and it does it and uh it gets back comes back to you yeah but you're liable if it doesn't (laughs) do what it's supposed to do so that's right well lamar thanks for joining us we appreciate you being on the show and sharing this information thank you michael i really enjoyed myself if you like some more information uh, lamar's website is drone education services dot com i hope you enjoyed it Uh, let us know what you think appreciate you sharing the show and connecting with us on your favorite social media reach out to me if you have any questions if i can help you in any way my email is michael at bullrealty.com till next week be sure that you always lead learn and laugh and join us for america's commercial real estate show Appreciate the show? Consider referring business or doing business with our sponsors. Bull Realty is a commercial real estate sales, leasing, and advisory firm doing business throughout the Southeast, headquartered in Atlanta. Visit bullrealty.com for more information. Commercial Agent Success Strategies provides video training for commercial agents. This training gets five-star reviews from even the most experienced brokers. Learn more at commercialagentsuccess.com. You're invited to connect with us on your favorite social media. You can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Don't miss a show of special interest to you. Be sure and subscribe to the show on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. And at the show website, CREshow.com, you can subscribe for a weekly email announcing the show topic and guest. While you're there, you also found more videos and podcasts. Thank you for watching or listening to America's Commercial Real Estate Show.